Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number one of season four of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape's COO, and we are both joined by Mark Swanson, our senior user experience designer. Mark, thanks for joining us today and making the long trip over to the studio. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have you. So today, today we're going to talk about something that I've had a love-hate relationship with since the moment I came out of the womb, and that is we're going to talk about brand since that's my last name, just mm-hmm. kidding. Now, I've actually, I've had a love-hate relationship with brand just because it's, uh, you know, annoying to me some of the stuff that I've heard over the years, whether it's, you know, we have to manufacture a brand or, you know, whether people are talking about a brand just as the way the logo looks or a specific color or words or different things like that. And I think that a brand is a lot more rich and a lot deeper than that. But again, it's pretty subjective as well. So everyone kind of has their opinion. So, um, Mark, what I'd like to do, first of all, is, is just have you talk with us a little bit about a brand and, and what it means to you and what, how other people should look at it. Sure. Yep. So I think for the purposes of what we do for a company, you know, the visual side of it is kind of like what we need, right? So we need your logo. We need your high-res photography. Um, we need your color palette, but the bigger portion is, you know, the stuff that you kind of live out, right? So um, in addition to the visual side of it, it's your company history, right? So it's the mission statement of the company. Um, it's the vision and the values, and it's the culture of the company, right? Um, so it's one thing to write that, but it's a whole different thing to like live it out, right? Um, so everybody would sit down and say one thing, but they may just turn around and do something different, right? So. If you think about like Comcast, for example, like probably nowhere in their mission statement does it say, you know, we strive to create the shittiest customer service <laughs> for a company out there, right? right, right. We are not um, sponsored by Comcast. <laughs> right. But that's their perception, right? right? So they're saying one thing, but they're doing something different, right? right. So it's really, um, you know, it's not just what you say, it's how do people perceive you? Right. Um, so I would say that it's probably the essence of the brand, right? It's visually how do you look and then it's kind of how do you present yourself in like the non-visual ways as well. Right. I think that's a, a really good example of a, of, uh, of a company as well, because for the longest time, Comcast has always had a pretty shitty customer experience from a service standpoint. But when they all of a sudden waded into the Twitter verse, right, and started re- responding to people who would reach out via Twitter, it was a completely different experience that was a lot more satisfying. Well, once you get customers able to interact with companies directly um, in front of other customers, right? Like you kind of like flip the table at that point. Right. So, yeah. And, and I think it, it, uh, it's worth repeating that basically what you're saying is a, it's more than a logo, right? We, we've had clients in the past say, oh, I've got all these brands. They're just graphical assets, <laughs> you know, that, that's a logo, but there's so much more behind actually having a brand established. For sure. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, again, like what we need from you are those visual assets. Um, but again, we can't create that brand for you, right? We can translate that into a website, um, but the brand is so many different things. 
right? Sure. Yeah. So, so Mark, I, this might be throwing a curveball at you, but we, like you mentioned in here, culture. Culture can yeah. actually impact your brand. So talk to me about a time that you can think of, even, and this might... It might be an impossible question, but have you ever thought, like, if, how would you, if you had a, a playful brand, like if a company was like, a, had a great time, like focused on fun, how would that translate visually into a brand from your perspective? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think that visually it's color choice. So it's going to be like a brighter, like I think of McDonald's when you say that right away, right? Okay. So like, if you think about like a, a mood board that you might put together, right? Like as a branding exercise, um, BMW is going to have a much different mood board than like a McDonald's, right? One's going to look luxurious, sleek, high end. The other one's going to look affordable, playful, fun. Um, you know, so like I think it's choice in colors, choice in typography. Um, tone of voice is a big one, right? That's one of those like less tangible things, but it's like the way that um, you present your information. So it could be written, it could be a voiceover in a radio spot, but it's just the way that you talk to your customers. You okay. Know? No, that's cool, man. That that actually helps me understand it a little bit more because I have a difficult time going past that first dimension myself. So, sure. so with the brand, we talked, you know, a little bit about what a brand is, and it's more than just a logo. There's a lot deeper um, connections there with basically how people experience your company and your employees. Um, but when it comes to working with an agency, then it's often good to have a brand guide, um, especially to get you guys started off on designs. And, you know, we were just talking about how uh, maybe a playful brand might be represented visually. Um, so talk to us a little bit about uh, why having a brand guide is important. Maybe even for those who don't have one, <laughs> maybe what a brand guide is and how it helps you. Yeah, yeah. So we get probably an even share of clients that can provide that and can't, right? So um, essentially, if you don't give me a brand guide, what you're saying is create my brand while you create my website, right? Um, and those are two very different projects, right? Um, and you just made my job like way more difficult. It's probably not what we sold you. Um, and it, it's just out of the scope of what we're like, what we do, right? Like we're not a branding agency. We can do that, but it's not really like our sweet spot, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so the way that I kind of think about it is the brand guide is um, it's going to kind of ensure that everything you're putting out there like gels well together, like it's cohesive, right? So that's your letterhead, it's your business card, um, it's your traditional advertising, it's your website, it's your landing page, your display ads, um, it's your PowerPoint, right? So like a brand guide is going to ensure that um, like when Pete puts together his PowerPoint, he's not using pink because he loves pink, mm -hmm. but the company colors are blue and green, right? right. So maybe Jeff is sitting two offices over and he's putting together his PowerPoint. His is blue and green, but he's using Comic Sans. Mm -hmm. You know, company font is Helvetica. Um, so it takes the guesswork out of um, the content creation, right? And it also kind of empowers like non-designers to create something that looks nice because they have the standards in place um, to allow them to do that, right? So I think that's super important. Um, and then just kind of the last point would be um, it makes it much easier for multiple people um, at an agency to create similar content, right? So we have, you know, a few different copywriters at Mindscape. Um, they all have their own tone of voice, um, but the company has its specific tone of voice, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I were to talk to Stefan or Connor out there, their tone of voice is different um, 
than what the company's is, right? So it's on them to basically say, I'm not writing this as Connor or Stefan, I'm writing this as Mindscape, or I'm writing this as whatever client you know has paid us to, to create this content. Um, same thing with the designers, right? We have three designers here, all with a very different visual style, um, but when we create things, it needs to um, represent visually the company we're working for, not our personal aesthetic, right? Right. So I could. So to me, what what I'm hearing is, if you have, if you've got a brand guide that's established and you follow it, you're actually creating a feeling, even subconsciously, to a person that's experiencing the brand, whatever asset they're looking at, of comfort, and because they're expecting, like every place, every property they go that's related to that particular company or organization, they're gonna have the same feel and the same look. And they're never gonna have to wonder, oh wait, I was here at this web property, and then I went in their office and it just felt like I was in two completely different companies. Yeah, yeah, yep. Like this will happen to me quite a bit where, um, you know, a client comes in and they hand us like a brochure or a business card, you know? And I, from memory, try to just dial up their website. So I hit a website because a lot of companies have similar names, uh-huh. right? And I'll stare at it for a second and I go, am I on the right site? You know, and the reason I'm doing that is because visually what I'm seeing doesn't match what was handed to me an hour earlier. Right. Right. Um, so I think like similarly, if you're seeing a billboard or you're seeing a TV ad or a display ad, you know, what you're following through to, so a landing page or a website, um, it should gel with that. Like there shouldn't be any like jarring experience at that point, you know? So it's all just kind of like, you know, this piece feels like it goes with this piece. Um, I fill out a form, I get an email, it all just kind of feels like it was well thought out and like cohesively put together. Yeah. So. That's great. Man. So... A lot of this is going to help me from the front end. So in, in, in something that you said resonated with me really clearly is when, when somebody doesn't provide you with the specific brand assets or elements that you need, you feel as though you're essentially going down two different paths. You're going down a, I've got to create your brand for you while I'm building your website. And they're not even the same disciplines and they're not even the same focus. So just so that, that anybody who's listening to this knows what are the types of things that they need to provide you so that you can hit the, you know, be off to the races immediately? Sure. Yep. So it's pretty simple. Um, I don't think that we ask for a lot. Um, so there's a list of probably five or six things here that always make my job, I don't want to say easier, but more efficient, right? Um, so we need a logo first and foremost. Um, so if you can give me like a vector logo, so an EPS or an Illustrator file, um, I can create whatever format I need for the website, right? So what I don't want is um, a scan of your business card, <laughs> right, with a 200 pixel logo on it. I can't really do much of anything with that, right? Um, so logo would be like the primary thing. So give us the logo, tell us how to use it, right? So can I take your logo and can I stack it if it works better in my layout? Like if you have a logo type and a logo mark, can I move the mark above the, the mm-hmm. type? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have like a two color logo, can I make it white and put it on a dark background, right? I might want to do that, but you may not want me to do that, right? So let me know how to use it. Um, color palette's a big one. So I can usually get that from your logo, um, but most logos are just a couple colors. Your color palette may have five or six colors. So let me know what those other colors are, right? Um, so typography. So let me know, um, do you have like a brand font? Um, if you have a brand font, do you have a license to use it on a website? Um, 
if you don't and you don't want to pay for one, let's find like a web-based alternative, right? So um, if you like Proximanova and you don't want to pay for it, I can go to Google Fonts and find a free alternative, right? As long as you're okay with it looking a little bit different. Um, that's one of those things where nobody really cares, you know? Um, it's not worth probably the investment to, to try to carry over like a printed font license to a website. So um, photography, so give us like high resolution imagery. Um, if you don't have that, um, let's talk about setting up a photo shoot, right? Um, if you don't want to do that, um, let's talk about the stock photography route, but also let's set the expectation of what that looks like compared to like a custom photo shoot, right? It's always going to be several tiers down from like what we would like to do, but it's, it's an option, right? Um, and then the last thing would be those non-tangible things. So... Um, when I think about your company history, your vision, your mission, um, I'm always going to your website to get that. And I'm doing that while I'm kind of looking through the brand guide. So drop it in there, right? So I don't get that um, very often in a brand guide, but to me it's the brand, right? So it's the non-visual component of that. Um, so that's basically what I need to get started in a inefficient way where I'm not like Google searching for your logo. I'm not spending hours trying to you know, borrow placement photography from competitor websites that you're going to hate when you see them because it's got somebody else's logo on it, you know? Um, so, yeah. Great. Well, that's uh, super helpful. And uh, that's kind of really all we had for today. So super easy. You didn't even need to be nervous, Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so our three points uh, for today about, um, you know, brand standards, we talked about Kind of what a brand is and what it's not. It's more than just a logo. It's a it's a lot of other elements uh, besides that. We talked about the importance of having having a brand guide um, and and kind of some of the things that are uh, part of that brand guide. And then also um, what we need from uh, the work that we typically do uh, in order to get started and and and. Uh, get the project going uh, as efficiently as possible. So, Mark, thanks for your uh, time and input today. Appreciate it. And uh, Pete, I'll toss it over to you. All right. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, be sure to head on over and check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds to see any other episodes that you may want to catch up on or just sit around and binge them all at once if you'd like. Uh, you can also visit our social channels at We Are Mindscape uh, using that profile. Or if you want to ask us a question or give us something to speak about in the future, please use the hashtag In the Weeds Podcast. Or you can just send us an email at In the Weeds at WeAreMindscape.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.